Hey guys, I'm the Philosopher and welcome to another episode of FGC Philosophy. This is where we talk about topics and have guests on the show where I want to help you guys level up inside and outside the virtual arena. This is where we are today, talking about frustration. Uh, it's a topic that I think I'm going to revisit several times under different names, probably going to be tilting for the most part, but today is going to be just frustration in general. I'm going to try to cover that. It's going to be a little bit shorter one because a lot of things have been going on, but I just wanted to introduce this concept so I can at least talk about it more in the future. So before I get into that, I just want to let you guys know that I do have a Patreon and if you guys are able to support, that would be super helpful to me and be able to upgrade everything you see here. I want to get more sound padding so that the sound can be a lot better. Uh, I want to be able to do more, have more, and, and focus more on this as much as possible. So even as little as a dollar a month can go a long way. So just something to think about if you guys want to help support me along my journey in FGC philosophy and future ventures as well that I will remain unnamed for now. Anywho, this topic, frustration. Why am I talking about it? Uh, because I'm going through it right now. And so rather than letting myself be consumed by frustration, I think it's going to be a good idea for me to actually talk about it and share my feelings with you guys. And, and uh, mainly this is going to be about Street Fighter, uh, but this happens in any fighting game that I dedicate enough time to. And it's it's hitting this, this uh, frustration barrier. And it happens pretty often, especially when I'm trying to do new things. When I try to get out of my comfort zone, I start to get really frustrated because I can't do something. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this, but I think it's really important to talk about it because it's it's more common than we realize. But I think a lot of us don't let ourselves go past that frustration barrier, push through it. Because on the other side of that frustration is oftentimes success. Sometimes there's more frustration, but behind that frustration, a lot of times is going to be some sort of success or an accomplished goal. So right now, season four or whatever it's going to be called is dropping. Kage just came out. You know, Fong has some new stuff. I'm a Fong main in case you don't know you're new to this, uh, this podcast. But I want to try some new stuff. I started playing on a hitbox about a month ago. And uh, between the time I had a, a baby, so... Um, I didn't get a chance to really like I say that like it's a bad thing, but I, I, it's a really, really good thing that I have a son. But uh, as a result of this topic, I haven't been able to train as much as I would like. And so um, I, I'm trying to learn this, but also trying to learn new characters along the way. And I'm finding a Street Fighter is a lot harder than playing like Dragon Ball Fighters or some of the other 3D games. Street Fighter in particular has been a big challenge for me. And I'm not sure why. Uh, now that I have a hitbox, certain things are easier, but it's still a whole new experience on top of trying to learn new characters and do new things with these these buttons that I have here. Uh, so the frustration barrier I should probably talk about. Um, in case you don't know, this is basically, there's a learning curve. Uh, and I can't remember what it's called right now. I'm just going off the top of my head. I don't even have any crazy notes in front of me. I just have like three or four bullet points I'm going to hit real quick. But when you're trying to learn something, there's this point that you hit. And it's oftentimes called the frustration barrier. If you look it up, you know, if you look up like the curve of learning, you'll see this. So it'll it'll ramp up, ramp up, ramp up, and then you'll see like you'll hit a, a plateau. And this is where most people that are trying to learn something new often quit. So this is a little bit more ambiguous when it comes to fighting games because I think that there's multiple learning curves because there's there's Street Fighter or whatever fighting game, but then there's the subsets within it. There's 
the spacing, there's the neutral, you know, and you can kind of put those two together. But there's there's so many different skill sets within uh, gaming or fighting games that it's it's very possible to hit a frustration barrier. And then when you hit that, go learn something else and not really ever consciously go back to getting better at it because you, you're better at something else. And I think that is probably why a lot of players are specialists in a certain kind of area. Like you might have a player who's really good at defense, but his footsies absolutely suck. And a lot of times they're just relying on that crutch rather than trying to get through that frustration barrier. This is my speculation. I, I know in a lot of cases this is true, but I think it's more true than people are aware of. Uh, I tend to be aware of when I'm hitting a frustration barrier and quitting. Uh, but even being aware, it's still very hard to force myself to go back and do these things that I know are going to make me a better all over uh, overall better player in Street Fighter or whatever game I'm trying to learn. Street Fighter is for some reason the one game that definitely pisses me off the most, but I can't not play it. And I, I don't know why. I don't understand why, but I, I'm going to embrace that and I'm going to play it because I definitely think it helps me get better at other games as well. So there's no point in in quitting it. So the frustration barrier on the other side, that's when you really start to hit higher levels of learning. And I kind of want to get like some slides or something. I might do that in post-production and just put like a picture of the learning curve for you guys. But yeah, I just want to talk about that frustration barrier because I think there's a lot of things that you can do to get beyond that. Um, a lot of times we just have this general idea. And I think it's really important when you're trying to get better at something to actually set tangible goals. And then when you have a tangible goal, set some milestones within that. So like for me, I'm trying to beat Kage's. I want to be better with Kage. I just, I just want to know how to do all the combos and do all the cool stuff with them just because I, I think it's fun to do that. And I think it'll help me executionally, even though Fong's a very low execution character compared to a lot of other characters in the game, like Karin or, or Ibuki or something like that. Uh, I, I want to learn more. I want to learn how to play Street Fighter. I don't want to learn just Fong Fighter 5. I want to learn Street Fighter 5. So it's important for me, just from my personal goals, to get better at the game because I think even if I main Fong for the rest of the duration of Street Fighter 5, and maybe even 6 if he's going to be in it, which I doubt, uh, I think it's going to be very beneficial for me to learn these other characters because I can learn how to fight them better. I can learn the mechanics. And every time I do play these other characters, I'm like, oh, that's how that works. I never knew that. But I, I never get those points. I never get to those points if I don't actually go through my frustration barrier. So it's really important for you guys to set goals so that, you know, those when you hit those frustration barriers, you have something that is on the other side that you're looking for rather than doing something, realizing that it's not fun and it's more frustration than fun and then dropping it because what's the point of doing it? It's not fun. And, and, and never going back to it. And then years on the line when you're being a competitive player and you're actually taking fighting games serious, you have a hard time understanding why you're not good at defense or projectiles or any other of the multiple things that are involved when it comes to the meta of any fighting game that you want to insert here. So within setting goals, it's really important to have milestones. So a big goal could be winning a tournament. But okay, now that you know you want to win a tournament, let's assess the situation here. What do you need to learn? What do you need to get better at? You know, I need to get better at footsies. Okay, well, that's a very vague term. You want to get better at footsies. So let's break that down a little bit more. I want to be able to whiff punish 80% of the time when the person throws out a heavy punch, you know, as specific as possible. Okay, someone's throwing out heavy punches all the time and you're missing a lot of opportunities and you're watching your matches and you realize this. Now you need to go and train. So now there's an even smaller milestone. Okay, in training mode, 
I want to 100% of the time be able to whiff punish Zangief's heavy punch. And I use that reference intentionally because it's in Geef's gym. There are there, There's a resource out there to help you learn how to do these specific things. So if you know something that you're trying to learn, more than likely it's already in Geef's gym. So don't make it harder for yourself and try to figure out exercises. Just go visit the free version on Reddit if you want to learn something specific. Or if you want to help support him, you can actually buy the book. I think he has the third or fourth edition out now. And then he has the character supplements for individual characters. If you don't want to just use Ryu, you want to look at your specific character. I have bought like uh, the first and second generation and then also the character supplements because I want to support this person and what he's doing. So uh, as I as I, I think I'm having like a mini seizure there. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> but my point is mini goals, milestones, whatever you want to call it. You have to set smaller and smaller goals so that you can actually feel like you're attaining something towards your bigger goal. And it's important to remember your bigger goal just because, you know, as you're hitting these other goals, that actually means something. It's going towards something. You know, the example I use that's really simple and easy to understand is YouTube subscriptions. Uh, when I was first starting off, the first goal for me was like getting 10 subscribers and then trying to get 50, which seemed ridiculous. And then like, okay, 75. I'll try to get 75 on the way to 100. You know, 100 is not really going to be possible, but I'll do that. Okay, that happened. Let me try Let me try 250. I'll try to get 250 subscribers and see how that goes and, and see if I can hit that goal. Okay, wow, 250. I hit that. Let me try 500. And, and you know, I, my, my big goal was like 1,000, you know, and then my bigger goal than that was a million. And I hit it 1,000. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I hit that goal. Um can I do now? <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, it's important so that when you hit goals, you make them big, but you break them down so that you always have a bigger goal to aim towards, but it doesn't seem so far away that you're never actually reaching it. So I, I can't really hammer on this topic enough, you know, have goals within goals. It's a like goalception. You want to have something always aiming towards. And I think that'll help you get up in the morning and work on these things because, okay, I know I'm working towards this and this is going to help me win this tournament. Like, I know I'm going to beat this one rival that always beats me in tournament. I'm going to beat him this day. I'm going to beat him. I didn't beat him this time. Okay, what did I learn? Let me go back to the drawing board and learn this thing instead. So super important to, to have mini goals within goals, within goals, within goals. Uh, and then remembering your goals. Uh, don't, you know, don't forget that. And then honestly, kind of like a, a little small pro tip. Uh, I don't remember the number on this because I don't have any stats in front of me. But I know that there's like a high percentage, a higher percentage of people who write down their goals, uh, like physically write them down, are more likely to achieve their goals than those who don't, or those who try to internalize it and say, oh, I got my goal in head. I'm, I'm good to go. Because when you write it down, there's, there's different speculations. One of my one of the ones that I believe is when you write something down, it becomes more real, it becomes more tangible. When it's just something in your head, it's very ethereal, it's very uh, abstract. But you know, and a lot of times when we're thinking, we don't necessarily think in the language that we talk in. We think in the language that we think in. And I, that, that doesn't make any sense. It's very meta. But you're not thinking in English. You're not thinking in Japanese. You're thinking in you. And a lot of times when you do that, you, you're filling in a lot of blanks that aren't actually there. So when you write something down and you make it physical, that's the next step to making something real. You know, you have an idea or an invention or, or some goal that you want to hit. When you write it down, it becomes one step closer to becoming real, to becoming manifested in this crazy reality we call Earth. So when you do that, you're one step closer. But as I was saying, you can fill in those blanks. You know, a, a really obvious one is like, I I want to hit 
uh, I want to be able to land this combo 10 times. And in your head, it's like, I can probably do that combo three times. Or I can, I can probably do that combo 10 times. You write it down and you know, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, wait, which combo am I talking about? What are the specifics? You know, do I even have the actual inputs for the combo memorized? Like you start to realize a lot of other things, a lot of other steps that are involved in hitting this goal that you hadn't thought about because you're just filling in the blanks in your head. So writing it down can be a super useful tool in getting to where you want it to be. So that said, you know, I, I don't want to harp too much on this. It's just a concept I wanted to really introduce to you guys because a lot of people, myself included, are hitting the frustration barriers in different areas of the game or just overall in life. And again, this can be transferred outside of fighting games into real world. This can apply to your job. This can apply to your relationships, your friendships. Uh, relationships, friendships are relationships. But you get what I'm saying here. You can apply this to whatever you want. But it can start with fighting games and you can apply it to whatever it is. Perfect. Perfect. So that said, to recap, you know, be aware of your frustration barriers. Try to pay attention to them. And when you see these frustration barriers popping up, ask yourself, what goals do you have in place? What are you trying to achieve? Why are you putting yourself through this frustration? Because you might realize maybe you don't want to do this as much as you want to. You can start to assess, maybe I don't want this. Maybe I do want this and I need to get something more tangible. I need to get something more physical to be able to know what I'm aiming towards. I need a bigger goal. I need a bigger bullseye to, to work towards. And then maybe I need bigger goals. Maybe my goals are too small. Maybe I'm thinking too small. I need to think bigger and, and set some goals along the way. You know, some steps along the way to your lofty goal. And then just remember that you, you have these goals when you get frustrated, write them down. If you and I think you'll start to see a lot more progress. I think you'll start to level up more inside and outside the virtual arena. That said, I wanna know what you guys think. What do you do when you get frustrated? How do you start to level up when you are getting frustrated in a situation? I wanna know down below. Also, make sure wherever you're listening to this, whether it be the video version on YouTube or any podcast version that you want to look up, hit that follow or subscribe button, whatever it is, so that you can get notified whenever I upload new content. Audio versions are uploaded every Wednesday, and then I try to upload the video versions every Friday. I'm excited. I have a new interview I just did right before this one with Gerald from Core A Gaming, so I'm excited to upload that one next week. That'll be up next Wednesday, and then the following Friday, I'll have that one uploaded on the video version on YouTube as well. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for being who you are and don't stop doing that. But as always, I'm the philosopher and I will see you guys in the next one.